This is On the Block with Stricken Bach. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big 8 tournament champion. 93-7 the ticket veteran and Bill Callahan fan club president, Jake Bakoven. I love Billy Steele. Coming at you live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. This is On the Block with Stricken Bob. Hold up. We are back on the block for another week here on 93.7 The Ticket. I'm Jake Bachman. He is Eric Strickland, and we make up on the block. Uh, plenty to talk about this uh, this this go-round, this uh, Monday edition of the show. Uh, Huskers getting a victory over the weekend in basketball. We'll hit on plenty of that around the 5 o'clock hour, but also Husker football press conference uh, from today. That means Husker spring practice is underway. It is exciting. I know they're not coming off of a great year, uh, but it doesn't matter. Football is in the air, and so we all feel a little bit better about that. Strick, how was your weekend? Are you getting a little bit more pumped for football? Uh, yeah, I'm definitely, definitely looking forward to it. I'm excited about, um, you know, obviously it's a lot of the stuff that, especially in the college side, a lot of the stuff that we talked about here on the block is, is, is being presented based on, uh, you know, some of the pressures, uh, the, I mean, the presser, uh, some of the areas that we feel are going to be important areas. Some of the, the, the highlights on, uh, the quarterback races and how that's going to look. Um, I think one thing that to note on is that we can't overlook as we've talked about a lot of what's going on with the, um, the other quarterbacks that are in the room. I mean, you know, I know we keep our eyes on 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 Purdy, and we we put our eyes on Smothers, and and also on Thompson. But at the end of the day, there's other guys there that I think are going to be excited to get into the fight of this uh, of this spring uh, game to get their their feet wet and and to let let everybody know that they're here too. Uh, <clears throat> obviously, some of the other stuff that we've talked about not not all your your players are going to be in the house, so uh, some of those things can change depending on how quickly they pick up on the the playbook and, and the defensive schemes and so forth and so on that's wanted. But uh, that, that's on the college side. The football side is still just it's, it's so many things that are going on out there, international football, uh, where people are going to land. Is there going to be unretired players that are, <laughs> are top-tier players? Is, is top-tier players uh, going to stay where they're going to stay? Um, there's so much in the rumor mill out there right now. Some – are being presented to be untrue. Some are being to be just kind of speculation. So there's just a lot of stuff in the air right now with regards to football and, and, and sports in general. Crazy, crazy, crazy Saturday we'll probably get into as well uh, with regards to college uh, basketball <laughs> with the top <laughs> six, seven teams uh, took an L over it, which is, which is an unusual thing. Sometimes you can see two or three, you know, oh, uh, yeah. at a time, but, to see that many fall <laughs> is, is, is pretty tough. <laughs> and so we'll dig into that. So, yeah, man, I mean, I think it's a, it's a wonderful day. It's, it's a Monday. 
Um, obviously, a lot of stuff happens over the weekend, and so we'll delve into that a little bit. Yeah, it's, Mondays are always uh, some of the easier shows to do because there's there's plenty to talk about, and, and we certainly have that today. Again, I want to I want to start with the Husker football press conference and just kind of get your thoughts on on some of the quotes that we heard from today. Um, first of all. It sounds like from kind of what we're hearing, I think Ty, Ty Robinson said it, is that Casey Thompson um, came in and he's, he was kind of a leader over there at Texas and is pretty vocal here coming in at Nebraska. Is that difficult to do as, as, you, as you've transitioned from teams to teams? If you're the new guy, um, but, you know, especially, you know, maybe having played point guard in the past too is, you know, you're, but you're expected to be the leader. Is that hard to, to kind of come in and command the room or is that just like a first day type of thing by by day three, I'm sure you're you're pretty back into your uh, leadership role, and, and you're doing what you're used to doing. Yeah, I, I I think it bodes well for you to step in there with confidence and 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 come with your head up and looking to make uh, acquaintances with those that you're going to go into the trenches with. So I think it's it's a it's a valuable thing to have that kind of swag and that kind of confidence and that kind of uh, leadership, you know, quality that's embedded. I don't think I don't think leadership is something you can learn. I think you can learn aspects of it. I think it's just a part of you and some of it do it in a different way. I think we've also talked about, you know, some lead quietly and just actually perform and go out there and and, and take charge uh, by the way they perform in the game, by executing what is what is called on them to execute and and doing more where there's something called on them to do more in. Um, but but there are examples of those. I think Teron Liu was one of those type of guys. Yes, he's a coach now, but uh, I think Teron Liu, especially on the basketball side, was a guy who led with quiet confidence. Uh, Tommy Frazier, even himself, uh, although he was vocal, I think I think he led also just by way of going out there and getting the job done. He commanded what he commanded in in, in the space that he commanded. Um, I think he was one of those type of guys. I mean, there's guys out there like that that just actually come in and get the job done and lead by that way. Um, so uh, I, I don't I don't think it's a, a a thing where he has to press to do that. I think he just comes in. Uh, he's going to have to show and prove. So that will in, improve it and make it even more by coming in and showing and proving. Uh, but definitely come in and lead and, and take charge and, and, and command the areas that that you're called to command upon. And then that extra confidence and those extra uh, parts of it will begin to uh, take effect upon it, upon the team. Once, once they get a chance to get uh, confident in you uh, and what you're saying and what you're talking about. Well, it's kind of interesting too. A lot of the defenders were kind of talking about how it was a, a bit different playing, uh, you know, at least, you know, getting those reps, the, the first team reps against somebody that other than Adrian Martinez. So you're going through kind of just a different way to play different quarterbacks uh, that are getting those reps. Mark Whipple was pretty quick to mention Casey Thompson was getting the number one reps. Again, this is first day of spring practice. So um, there's still a lot to kind of be figured out. A lot of injuries that are preventing all of your, your top personnel from being in there. No pads. So, I mean, this isn't uh, full contact college football or anything like that so again a lot of stuff for that context but still um it sounds like they were not shy in in throwing him in there as okay the expectation is for this guy to be the number one um so let's start him there we don't you know you don't we don't have to dance around and flip a coin and try to get everybody uh feelings in the right page place let's start with what the expectations are and it's, it's kind of cool too to see the differences in how people approach that too because frost wasn't so 
quick to say that. You know, he might be going with uh, a different sort of uh, philosophy as far as, you know, all the jobs are open and everybody's everything's got to be earned and all that. Um, but Mark Whipple didn't blink when you asked him, okay, who's taking the number one rest? So, and, 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 you know, when he was kind of further questioned about it, it was just kind of like, you know why, right? I mean, he kind of did say that, like, you know, Casey Thompson. Yeah, well, you know why he's the number one. And so it, sometimes that, that stuff makes sense, but I think it's kind of funny to see the different coach, uh, the different approaches, I guess, from that, even from within the same staff. Yeah, when you go, to, when you start to go down the line of the coaching tiers, I mean, again, we talked about that um, Frost this year being more of a CEO. So he has to speak in that type of tone. And But the ones that's commanding that specific room, that individual gets to to dictate a little bit more. It would be no different in a corporate structure, right? Where you have your CEO and your COOs, and then you start to move down the tiers, you get into your supervisor roles that command specific areas. And those individuals speak to certain individuals based on what they see, what they know, what they expect. They've, you know, what they've delved on and what they've dealt deep dived in on film you know, when they look at those types of things, they, they can speak more specifically to those areas. But sometimes people use that as a means by which to inspire um, you to, to step up your game a little bit. Right. If you you um, it would be no different if somebody getting traded. I've had those scenarios where someone got traded in um, at my position and it, it spurned my competition level to raise. So in practice, I went a little bit harder. I did a little bit more. I did a little bit extra. I, I put in a little bit more work because I knew that uh, time was on of the essence for me as far as getting on the on the court. And that I think that that could bode well for other players as well. Um, you look up and down that board, everybody is going to get an opportunity. And so it's not a matter of who it is. It's going to be a matter of what you're going to do with that opportunity when it's granted unto you. So um, who's going to execute the most? Who's going to be the most consistent? Who's going to be the one uh, that's going to shine when when the lights turn on? Uh, who's going to be the one that's going to put in uh, the extra effort? Who's going to dog it when you know you, all those things? People are watching. You know how how hard are you really going? Are you just going half step? Are you going part uh, part of the time? Part of the practice? The beginning of the practice? Are you starting slow? You know they're looking and assessing those things as to you know who they're going to want to be out there when it comes time to put in the, the, the full-time work and, and all of that's going to reveal itself again, it's still early. You know what I mean? I mean, there's still a lot of change. There's still a lot of potential turnover. It's still a lot of uh, people that may shift and may do other things. You may end up seeing it at that point that there may be a person in the, in the wide receiver room that may be a good fit on the defense that could, that could provide something. There could be some of those shifts that are, are going to be looked at. And so I think there's just a lot of those things that are going on right now. Um, that are being assessed when you have a new organization that basically except from dang near the top and a few other pieces, there's a lot of turnover. And and I remember that for me, that was what happened. I mean, it was a transition of whole new staff, whole new ownership that gave an opportunity for someone like Strick, you know, and, and that was what was presented. There is no one guaranteed. There's 15 guaranteed contracts. But there's nothing guaranteed. If you come in here and you perform and you outshine somebody, you're going to get a shot. And and I think that's what's happening with the Nebraska organization right now is that there's a lot of shots that are out there and who's going to take that shot. Yeah, yeah, a lot of these a lot of these uh these positions are kind of open, a lot of fight to get there. There's talked a lot today, you know, you kind of know about 
the pieces that are coming back together, but who are, you know, all the questions always throughout the spring and even if you get to fall or kind of, who are the guys we don't know that are kind of stepping up that you want to, you want to hear about. Um, and Nash Hutmacher, Lante Brown, I think probably led that category as far as today, as far as what guys were talking about. They also talked a little bit about for what it's worth. Um, and we've talked about it before that, that edge rusher, Caleb Tanner wants to be, or, or excuse me, um, Garrett Nelson was there today instead and was talking about being an elite edge defender in the big 10. Um, and then, you know, the guys behind him, you know, now that Feldarius Payne kind of moved on, Blaze Gunnarsson, uh, Jamari Butler, those are, those are kind of the guys that are expected to provide depth at that outside linebacker spot. So there's going to be a lot of new faces um, that we see pop up and, and, and try to take on the roles of, of a lot of the guys that departed. But uh, again, another thing that I heard a lot today was learning especially leadership qualities from the classes above them and and now they now these guys that when you kind of step up you go okay well now um Ramir Johnson you're probably the leader in this room and Ty Robinson you're probably the leader in this room and you ask them what you know how how they take that on is that they've learned it they've seen it from um their leaders that were in those rooms before the the, the you know the the upperclassmen that came before them um so that was kind of cool to see um as well uh, I should I should mention Jack Wesian I don't know if I mentioned him as 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 a guy that um, kind of got good reviews for what the work that he did in the offseason and getting prepared um, both mentally and physically uh, for this. And, and, and at times, I think that that's been a um, somewhat of a, a question that kind of circled around him his first year is just right. kind of did he know the plays and, and stuff like that. And that could be a problem for a lot of young players as they try to get to get into action. Um, but that's a, that's a good report there, too. I thought it was kind of cool, too. Uh, you know, Whipple was kind of saying that their terminology that they're using, they're going to stick with a, a lot of the same stuff that they've been learning at Nebraska. So the terminology is not completely new for all the players to have to learn and dive through. Instead, they can get a jump start on all that, keep the terminology, now Whipple's got to adjust to it instead, uh, and that's just one person, you know, making that adjustment as opposed to everybody else learning what Whipple wants to do. Um, so, uh, you know, I think there's just, uh, you know, some tidbits in there today um, that you just go, okay, you know, yeah, that makes sense. I like the, the direction that they're going there. Um but, you know, as with always, and especially in this conversation, like Scott Frost said, it, it, you know, the head coach, I'm going to look more into the special teams, care more about special teams. And I think that that's going to rub off on some of the players. We're going to get starters in there and all that. Um, you know, a lot of this goes back to, though, like, OK, I heard that before. I heard that last year. The emphasis on special teams. Yeah. And then it was the worst special teams in the nation. So, you know, that's especially something that's just going to be, you know, continually yeah. brought up. And, and they're saying the right things. You like to hear what Bill Bush says about it, too. Um, but, you know, it, it's almost at this point in their career um, or in this point in, in Frost tenure, at least. It's just, OK, I've heard I've heard good news reports before before you get the football season. And then when you get there. I don't see it. So, you know, hopefully special teams is, is definitely getting a lot more of a focus. And, and, and I, I would hard, it'd be hard to believe with how many games that it cost them last year um, that that's not learned by now, that that's, that's something that's going to matter here in the Big Ten. Yeah, I mean, it, it goes back to what we've talked about before, is that who's going who's gonna to want to do the hard and the dirty work, right? Uh, this Sometimes when you look at this generation, there's, there's so much – that has changed that everybody doesn't feel that they need to do the extra or the, um, the hard things, right? Like who's going to stick, stick their neck out there and take a charge on, on, on like an, an, an Edie, you know what I mean? From Purdue, mm -hmm. he's coming down the paint. Who, who's going to be bold enough to not, uh, do the matador on, on an Edie or, um, you know, some of just, just any of the big, 
type of players that are in in the Big Ten. If somebody's coming down the lane, who's going to be the one that's going to stick their neck in there? Who's going to be the one when it's on the line? Is going to be the one that go after that ball when it's when it's going from one court to the next on a loose ball? And you're going to track it down, and you're going to do everything you can, no matter what you've got as far as a run at it. You're going to go and give your all to try to get it. Yes, I'm tired. Yes, I know I'm going to expend a lot of energy. Who's going to be the one that say, I want to step on the special teams because it's been so uh, bad that I want to make it that much better? You know what I mean? And, and, and I don't think the guys understand that. And see, they don't see the next level. The next level, you're not going to – most people aren't going to step in and be a Jerry Judy or, or step in and, and be like, um, a, a, you know, a Henry Ruggs who – I mean, unfortunately, his, but before his situation, yeah. he was, uh, you know, going to that level. Um, who, who's going to step in and be that next, that next great rookie. And, and that, that doesn't always fall to you. Everybody's not going to be Allen Iverson or everybody's not going to be, you know, that, that, that perennial athlete that they've signed to come in here and do great and big things. Right. So when you have that, you've got to be versatile. You've got to be that one person that can do multiple things. Cause that's what they want. If you can play special teams, if you can be a multifaceted corner, you can play the slot, you can play uh, the safety, you can play the nickel, you can play uh, a lockdown corner, you can play a wide side corner, you know what I'm saying? Uh, a field side corner. You can do a lot of different things, you become more valuable. And that's what made me valuable. And my value wasn't in the fact that I was just a guard. There's many six foot three guards out there. The fact that I, I was able to stay longer is the fact that I was able to play multiple positions. I could guard multiple positions. I, I was willing to do any and everything to, to win the game. So those are the things that people are looking for in value. And I don't think kids see that these days. I don't think they understand that part of it. Everybody thinks they're going to just be able to come in and, and just be the guy. And that's not always the case. Yeah, it's interesting as too, especially on special teams, how they're going to address that. You know, Frost kind of mentioned that, how that, you know, that's kind of what he did as his specialty in the NFL, and, and he's not alone. A lot of guys that, you know, can't quite break into um, the starter range too often, um, you know, that's where you make your money is, is going and playing on special teams. They talked about adding starters to the special teams unit. They need to add more to it. Um it's interesting because you know that it's a little bit more on their plate. You're you're thinking at that point you're playing the best athletes though, um, and so I know that's been a complaint at the past when when the special teams have struggled. Um, and and you know I, I think it can kind of go either way because you ask it, it's this kind of same thing you ask these guys when they're going on to the next level is you know you're going to want to have some special teams reps. You're going to want to know um, because that's where you're going to start in the NFL if you do make it there. Uh, but on the other end, you know the, you kind of do that same thing. It was like okay. Um, if you're not a starter, where do you make your mark? This is where you really... So I hope that special teams is competitive. You ultimately go with the best guy. Don't just put starters in there because they're yeah. starters, that sort of thing. Um, I hope that somebody that, that, that sees himself as you know third or fourth on the depth chart and, and they understand that there's some, some players ahead of them that are pretty darn good, um, that they're going to... That, that Okay, where could I make my mark this year? It's on special teams. I'm going to take that spot from these guys that they're going to bring it in there. Um, and you just need that sort of, you know, that, that sort of uh, commitment and, and dedication and, and, uh, and, and, and just, you know, o overall you need some wild guys out there on special teams that are they're going to scare you if you're the opposing special teams unit. A lot of people, Bach, don't understand that part. They don't understand that 
the significance of special teams as far as field positioning, winning the field position battle, all of those things matter. Whether it's on the offensive side or the defense, the blocking downfield, how much that can turn a six-yard run into a 60-yard run. They don't some people don't understand that aspect. They think, okay, or okay, it's off. I'm not really, you know, in this play. I'm not running this pattern, or I'm I'm on the far side. And then the next thing you know, you have a jump cut that ends up breaking back to your side of the ball. And because you are so lax lackadaisical that your guy ends up making the tackle when you could have put a body on him. You could have shielded him. You could have just gotten his way. Any of those things could could turn a, a basic play of five, six yards into, you know, a 35-yard run or a 45 or 50-yard run, right? And then that's when you see those plays sometimes where the quarterback comes off of a read and finds you on a post and he, he's got you and he launches and you've half-stepped. That, that one or two steps causes that ball to be – just just a little bit too long, right? But if you run your pattern, you run it hard, then you'll find yourself. It doesn't matter if you don't get it that time. Okay. They'll, you know, eventually they'll see it on film or they'll read it or they'll come off or you go back to the huddle and say, yeah, you know what? That, you know, just be on the eye on that. That that post, that post is working in this specific coverage. You know what I mean? So those are the things that I think if, if you get them going full tilt, full speed in every aspect. And I said the same thing, Bach, in basketball, like, I'd be watching warm-ups, right? And I'm sitting there, I'm just watching the cats, I'm watching them warm up, and they're all just kind of flicking the ball, and <laughs> you know, they're going in and half layups and doing all these crazy what what I used to do and what I know some of my teammates used to do, we used to go, we had a full lather. I mean, it was like we had played a game before we got to the game. We were working. I know I was working on things. Okay, we run this play this day. Or I was working on spinning the ball off this. If I come off of it, okay, here's what happens. I may I may get it. I may be able to take a couple dribbles into the paint for this floater. I was working on the things that I might see during the game. So that way, when they showed up in the game, I'm ready. I'm prepared. And that started from practice to the floor. So when you hear Allen Iverson say practice, Man, come on, man. No, he, he, I don't, I, that was out of context, but yeah. you understand what I'm saying. That stuff transitions on to what's going to happen on the field or on the court. Yeah, and, and for what it's worth, the, the team seems to be at least in good spirits. A lot of new names, a lot of new bodies coming in, a lot of guys um, that are going to take you know different leadership roles. Um, but from day one, and, and Mark Whipple's kind of said this too, it's kind of about that, you know, kind of everybody getting situated and you're not going to be too hard on them in day one, but he's not he's not waiting long. He said then day two, day three, you know, you start to get in into them and, and, and get it going. So it'll be kind of fun to see how that plays out. Also, a, another interesting note, I think, uh, is that um, as they look to replace different guys, sometimes you, you you can't replace all the skill sets there, right? It's going to be difficult to replace Jojo Doman and everything he brought to you. But as they do look to replace that, they brought up, a, you know, Luke Gifford, some of the, the typical guys that you think might be in that category. But they also brought Chris Kalarovich, who was uh, uh, apparently going to be an option over there from the linebacker position. Uh, of course, Jojo had, had spent some time at linebacker, too. I mean, it's, it's hard to say what position. Jojo played the Jojo. There's, there's, you know, linebacker, secondary, it's hard to really pencil him in there. Um, and, you know, it, it's nice to have a piece like that so while they can't force it they're looking to see you know where, where they can kind of use elements of that if if they have a guy that could do that um and, and preside, provide that for them um you know obviously that'll be a, a big piece for this defense as they try to get it going also coach Dander, i thought it was interesting too um 
just kind of listening to him and being in his huddle uh, when asked about the the transfer portal, um, you could tell it's a headache for these guys. I mean, it needs to, and, and, and it's both ways. When guys transfer out, he said he's you know fielding calls from you know coaches in every different coaching circle. Uh, they want to know about you know this guy's character, what's going on with him, all that. And and of course you know the coaching community is pretty close to each other, so I'm, I'm sure they're getting just all these different calls. And then they do, the, but they understand because they do the same thing when they have a position of need. They want to get their intel, get the guy in that that he was previously coaching uh, that guy, and kind of figure out what's really going on there. Um, and you know, and, and then the same thing he's kind of talked about. You don't necessarily, you know, there's still an adjustment. And I don't know if he said this, but it seems to be there's still an adjustment as to how do you kind of, you know, maybe um, make a guy feel good if you're taking it, if you're taking a transfer, a guy out of the portal at his position, um, how do you, you know, do you need to address everybody in that room and and, and try to keep their spirits up or make sure that they're not, um, you know, distraught by it? I mean, the the transfer portal is just fascinating and how these guys are kind of going through it. And and obviously Nebraska's using it quite a bit this season. And uh, and, and it does have a chance to kind of um, maybe overshadow or at least some way Make 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 the guys that are at that position um, feel some type of way about it because it's bringing in competition. At times, you could probably feel like you're being recruited over, um, whereas you know just kind of the previous day, even going into um, you know camp here, um, I'm sure they're going to add more guys before we hit to the season. Um, you know, it, it, it's it's just got to be weird. It's got to be it's a, it's a different day and age of, of college football now, and, and the adjust, and the coaches are still adjusting to it. Yeah, that, that's absolutely right. It's it's definitely going to be a continuous adjustment. Uh, we're still dealing with NIL, transfer portal, people trying to understand it. How does it work? How can we benefit? How can we use it to our advantage? You know, what what's still available? What There's so many more components to it now than there was, I'm sure, just some few years previous. And so when you have this, I mean, there was there were parts of it but now that it's changed significantly. So everybody is trying to figure it out. Everybody's trying to understand it. Now you've got a whole new system. You've got a whole new group. And now you've got to try to make the best of what you got and where you know, the new people that are kind of coming in and, and how these battles are going to go. So it's going to be an interesting spring. Yeah, and as we as we uh, get closer to break here, it is uh, it is interesting to see how that, all that plays out. And, and it'll, it'll be fun to cover it out. Um, Frost said, I don't want to kick a turd. That was a, a, a part of a lingo. He said, do you know what that means? I don't. I don't either. We still got to look it up. We don't know what that means. But uh, he said it was some farming lingo, so we'll still work on that maybe during the break and try to figure out what that means. Uh, but uh, it's a lot of fun. Anyway, uh, we're going to take a quick break here on the block. Coming up next, we'll talk about the NFL. They, they announced their plans to play in Mexico, England, and Germany. And, and kind of want to ask you guys, do you, do you like those games? Do you enjoy those games? There's sometimes weird timing for when they, they start playing in the United States. Sometimes you have to wake up early, but it, it's I think it's kind of cool to see the league expand uh, in, in its reach like that. So we'll talk about that next year on the block at 93.7 The Ticket.